Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I can remember uh, you weren't there, but designing one to Michael Honeycutt for Oklahoma State that we end up scoring on. We put it in on Friday walkthrough. Wow. We nice. just like, all right, we need something here. And then we, so we went through it about eight times. And I told Michael, I said, now listen, you're not used to catching the ball and all these guys chasing you and somebody really tattooing you. I said, so. When you get that, when you, you know, if you're getting close to that goal line, you make sure you take care of the ball. And he said, Coach, I'm going to be the one tattooing the guy. <laughs> I started laughing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and sure enough, if you ever look back at that uh, field goal up in Stillwater, that fake, he gets destroyed just as he gets inside <laughs> the pylon. And he goes, he goes on his back, his feet up in the air. I think the ball went flying. <laughs> I was laughing, but. Fortunately, he had already crossed the, the pylon. That's hilarious. I'm going to be the one doing the uh, the tattooing. That's that's hilarious. Well, yeah, that didn't happen. Like Bob said, he got tattooed. <laughs> and I, I remember that ball just going, whoo, just flying out. And they still called it a touchdown. Yeah. But Bob was a uh, – he was a master at coming up with those – those fake field goals for touchdowns, fake punts for big plays. So I know he appreciated that fake field goal on Saturday against Iowa State. And hey, you're two for two on uh, fake field goals this year. Bob was known as a riverboat gambler back in the day, and I don't think uh, Brent is necessarily close to having that moniker attached to his name. But so far, so good. Two for two. What was the other fake field goal? Remind me. Well, it it probably should have been a touchdown as well, but Demarvian overshone. Uh, ran all the way across the field oh, yeah, and yeah, made yeah. that tackle, or OU might have scored on that play. That's right. In the yeah. Texas game. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and I like that he's calling them being aggressive. Um, you know, that that whenever you you get your opportunities and you call it, it obviously creates game-changing plays. And whenever you don't call it, teams – they stop being so aggressive and they ease off a little bit and it and it helps you switch the field position and and you can go out there and, and um and and win games because of it. So no, I like it. I think it is uh something they're they should continue and will continue. Early week look at Baylor. The ESPN FPI thinks that this is OU's toughest game remaining. They have OU at just a 47.8% chance to beat Baylor. Uh, they think OU has a 57.7% chance to, to beat Oklahoma State. So ESPN, FPI, whatever it's worth, probably all that mu- not all that much. They think Baylor is the toughest game left. And I, I honestly, for as much as we make fun of ESPN, FPI, I think I'm starting to agree with them. And Tuesday's kind of our early look day. They got the number four scoring defense in the conference, the number three scoring offense in the conference, which surprised me. I don't know if that first game they had against Albany kind of uh, skews those stats, but this is a capable offense with a very capable running game. Baylor can run the football, and they can stop the run. Number one rush D in the conference. Uh, Baylor is now. 
Baylor is the number one rush defense yeah, in the conference. Overtook, OU is the number 10 rush defense in the conference. Yeah. They overtook um, ISU. So, yeah, 113 yards a game. And, you know, here's the thing. Offensively, you know, they're ranked number four, but they are they're getting better and better and better. Yeah, they didn't have the hot start to the season um, running the football like they did last year. Like, you know, it didn't pick up where it left off last year, but they're starting to get there now, and um, they're starting to put up some some really nice numbers. Going to be a tough game. It is. Um, you know, I, I Baylor's, if you just go off the total offense, they are the number three offense in the conference, and um, – you know, right there at number two defense. And you can say their defense is down a little bit from where it was last year, and I, that's true, but still pretty daggum They good. still have interior guys up front, and at least one of those guys, Siaki Ika, I always have a tough time pronouncing mm-hmm. that. Siaki Ika, that is a big dude, 6'4", 358 in the middle of their defense. OU is, you know, mainly faced – like the good run defenses they faced this year – They've been mostly good out on the edge. I guess Texas is Texas is pretty big inside. But Baylor, interior-wise on the defensive line, this is probably going to be the, your, your toughest challenge that you faced. Yep, yep. And that's what I really like about what I saw on not just Saturday against ISU, but uh, also against Kansas. We've developed some really good variety in the run game. You know, if you just think about what we're doing now, Gap, gap scheme stuff, uh, counter, one-back power, uh, quarterback counter with pullers. Um, I like it when they run the speed option. Speed option he out of shotgun. He did that play uh, against Kansas, but it, it went for a first down yep. on, on Saturday. We, we even ran uh, some of the handback stuff out uh, under center against Iowa State. Um, you know, we've got the perimeter quick stuff. We've got your traditional zone scheme stuff, whether it's inside zone, uh, split zone. Um, you know, we've got the insert where the the split guy leads up on the inside backer. Like we've got a lot of variety now in our running game, and you know we're starting to hit our best strides. Right, we're running the football really well. I guess whenever you look at it in in conference right now, uh, KSU is number one at two twenty eight. And then we're virtually tied at number two with Texas Christian University. They're 217.9. We're 217.5. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good number behind Kansas State, who they are definitely a run-oriented offense. Yeah. I mean, even with their quarterback. So you can have those rushing numbers, and you're still a big play offense in the passing game. Yeah, they've, they've had the past, what, past two games definitely have been have been really good running the ball. Yeah. And hey, there there's something else. Like the reason why Baylor is now the number one uh team in the conference against the run is because you ran it so well against Iowa State. Yeah. The numbers adjusted a little bit and now it's Baylor. But no, they're good in the interior. I, I just think that you definitely you have a clear advantage at quarterback. Blake Shapin is he's all right, but you and I kind of thought in the offseason that all right, if this guy is a dude and maybe is consistently like he was against Oklahoma State in the Big 12, watch out for this team. He just hasn't been that guy, seemingly, for the most part. It really makes you uh, wonder, looking back, 
did they make the right move with Bohanian? Um, I think he's actually he's out for the year at South Florida. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. they probably did. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I I think we can win the game. Both teams are trending up right now. We need a good environment. Sounds like we're we're gonna have good weather now. Whenever it was, it looked like it was going. You can be. confirm that Saturday will at least be nice because Friday well, looks like it's not. Uh, all these high school games in the state have been moved to Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that was announced today. Well, I, I guess originally it it was all of the rain was supposed to hit on Saturday, and I don't know from what I've seen and what I've heard, it sounds like maybe it's going to hit a day earlier on Friday. So if that happens, we'll be fine, um, you know. And even if it doesn't, we're out there in the rain. I don't know. Is it going to be storms or is it just rain? I don't know what exactly is coming, but um, I don't know. I I think we we right now are. It's just it's a really good matchup. I just think it's going to be an incredibly tight game. But I think since we're at home, um, we got some confidence right now. The way our offensive line is playing, I think we win the football game. Early week feel for me. Normally get those out on Tuesdays. Uh, OU 31, Baylor 27. 31-27. That is a cover. Barely, but it's wow. a cover. Huh. And I'm sure that the over-under is probably like 58. <laughs> yeah. I haven't looked at it, but I'm sure it's like 58 or 59 or really close. Yeah, let's see here. I'll, see what it, I'll tell you what it says according to ESPN Pick Center. 57 and a half. Uh, of course. I picked it at 58 total. Yep. 57 and a half. The University I, of Oklahoma is a three and a half point favorite. Uh, hey, if my score holds up 31-27, uh, that would show – Growth again by the defense to hold a Baylor offense that's what third in the conference to 27 points. Yeah, third in the conference total offense. Yeah, yeah. Um, waiting it for the text to come in telling us it's impossible to hold Baylor to 27 points in three, two, one. Oh, there they come. No, that's 56. There's no way that Baylor scores less than 56. No, that's <laughs> probably on there somewhere. I just haven't seen it's it. It's coming. No, I, for this uh, for this defense, I, this is maybe the best, one, certainly one of the best, maybe the best running game that you'll have seen this year. What I think their running back uh, has got the most touchdowns, rushing touchdowns in the conference this year, Richard Reese. You know they're going to be physical. Uh, they are good on the offensive line. You uh, you're going to have to be a lot better against the run than you've been for the most part this year. Yeah, they held Iowa State to 66 points, but this is not the same run game. That you saw uh, on Saturday. No. Way more capable in the run game is yeah. Baylor. Uh, absolutely. I, I'm not – the quarterback thing, like, we've got an edge at quarterback. I agree, massively. I'm not really worried about their quarterback. I'm worried about stopping the run. Um, when you look at what Reese has done, he like, – if you go back to – Iowa State, which was – I think that was their first Big 12 game. He had 21 carries for 78 yards, okay? And then against Oklahoma State, he had 17 carries for 85 yards. And then against West Virginia, 13 carries for 57 yards. Well, now they're getting it rolling. Against Kansas, 31 carries for 186 in two touch. Uh, 36 for 148 
against Texas Tech in three touchdowns. That could be the level of opponent as well, though. There's some of that cooked but in it does, for sure. I, I will say it, it, it does feel like they're playing their best ball of the year. Yeah. Like they're figuring it out. Yep. He is, he is really starting to roll uh, his last two games, and he's carried it a ton. Uh, 31 carries against KU, 36 carries against Texas Tech University. So, um, yeah, they're starting to get it rolling. Text line, Baylor's quarterback is – let me see what it says. They just sent in another text and it completely – Baylor's quarterback is about like Iowa State's quarterback, should be able to make some plays on defense. I think OU 31, Baylor 21. Well, here's the thing. Iowa State's running game – is nowhere near what Baylor's is. The reason we had success and made Deckers play as poorly as he did is because we totally shut down the run and put them in third and long and made Iowa State predictable. That's going to be – and that is the best game plan to play great defense. It doesn't matter if you're playing Iowa State. It doesn't matter who you're playing – if you can shut down the run, force teams to have to make throws on third and long, that's whenever you have a really high success rate. That's going to be a way different proposition against Baylor. So, I mean. The two run game, yeah, if, they're you, not comparable. If, yeah, if you get Baylor into third and long, yeah, I agree. Shaping will look just like Decker's. The problem is getting Baylor into third and long. OU ekes by Baylor, then for Bedlam, OSU confidence is shaken. OU fans will smell blood in the water, and they will be extremely loud and aggressive, and the Bedlam stomping will commence. Well, we've got to beat WVU in between the Baylor and Oklahoma State games. So, uh, let's just beat Baylor. you got to win the next one. But that's funny, though. It, it, it's really flipped from the fans two weeks ago. It was, well, I mean. It's flipped from some of them. Well, I, from the text line, it was just this. I, can see, like, they're not going to beat Oklahoma State. They, they can beat everyone else left on the schedule, but there's no way they're going to beat Oklahoma State. And now the text line's saying that it's going to be a beatdown. And heck, Vegas has OU as a six-point favorite in that game. Yeah. It has definitely flipped the mindset of what's going to happen in that game. Yeah, we were roundly criticized for saying that. Uh, we can beat Oklahoma State. Because uh, it was a great matchup is what we said. And it looks like even an even better matchup now if they're starting quarterbacks out for the remainder of the year. Well, and that's what I was about to say. Bring out the, well, they don't have their quarterback text messages. But I don't care if they had, if they had Spencer Sanders at full strength, still think we can win that football game. That's just me, though. Um, I'm more concerned with Baylor. I, I just I feel like if we can get past Baylor, we, we have a chance to turn what looked like it was going to be a really bad season into a 10-win season and have some good momentum heading into to next year. Long way from that. Got to win this one first, but still think we're definitely capable of it. Yeah, and we, we had the conversation yesterday of, you know, is there a path to call this season a success? Like, it, and that would mean winning out getting to 10 wins, maybe it matters who you beat in a bowl game to call the season a success, but regardless of what you call it at the end of the year, if you figure out a way to win 10 games after losing three consecutive games and have a 49-0 loss in there, that'll be, a, that'll be an amazing response, man. I, I mean, it'll be one hell of a response if I don't, they get to that. I don't care if we play 
I don't know who the worst team you can think of uh, off the Rutgers. I don't care who we play in a bowl game. If we win 10 games, it's a successful year, in my opinion. And it's the same thing. You know, I always say this about, you know, preseason, we say, well, if we made the college football playoff, it's a successful year. But by the time you get there and you make it, like, that's no longer the level of a successful year, right? It's like, well, we got to win. If we just win a semifinal game, then you got to call this a success. So it's the same the other way, right? You lose three games, they're early in conference play, and it looks like you're lost for dead. If you bounce back from that, like 10 and three to start the season, there's no way we would have said that that's a successful year. Yeah. But where we sit right now, I think it would be fantastic. Ten and three with the win over USC in the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, might be everyone's uh, favorite season ever. Yeah, obviously, just kidding on that, but it'll be a, it would be a great feeling. Boy, what happened? They gave up a bunch of points to Arizona. Uh, yeah, they did. Um, they are starting to give up a ton of points defensively now, and USC fans are not happy about it. What's yeah. with this scheme? Why can't we get off the field? Why are we giving up points to bad teams like Arizona? They're a big favorite against Cal this weekend at home, I think by like 21. Mm. Um, good luck. The way that defense is playing, I wouldn't be surprised if Cal uh, hung around in that game. But, dude, their offense really is good. Caleb Williams is playing so well this year. Yeah, he's – Golly, their offense is just I, – I, I understand they're playing some really bad defenses, and if they get out of the conference, I think they'd get exposed a little bit. But inside that bad league of the Pac-12, they are marching. Um, seemingly every drive. If if Tennessee loses to Georgia and Ohio State loses somewhere, look out for uh, Caleb Williams. I know Duggan's going to have something to say about that too. But oh, that West Coast, that West Coast that voting, vote, block, he'll he'll yep. lock that up, dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I guess, I mean, can you win the Heisman? In a conference, like, and who knows if they win it? I don't think they do. But like, if Oregon goes on to win the Pac-12 with one loss, and Bo Nix continues to play the way he does, like, that's a slap in the face to give it to someone else in the conference, right? Whenever he's done what he has, I think USC is going to have to probably win out and definitely win the conference for Caleb Williams to win the Heisman. Yeah, but if he's in that scenario, like uh, he he's definitely the, the West Coast votes. He's definitely going to have a chance to win it. Because yeah. who's the last West Coast player to win the Heisman? Is it Mariota? Yeah, which was the 2014 season at Oregon. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And before that, you had to go all the way Ridge back. Bush. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, there is there's some pent up demand out there, and the, that voting block is huge for sure. Peyton says I've been actually surprised by the lack of publicity that USC's gotten this year. Well, they play every single game at like eight p.m. Central Time. It's nuts. Remember, Crazy. We, we talked about this. The move to the Big Ten. Remember ESPN and the Big Ten. That whole situation, like. That is, I think, part of it. Like, when you don't have a vested – you have a vested interest financially in promoting the teams that you're tied to, and that's what ESPN is going to do. So, uh, Michigan State just announced more suspensions after that brawl mm. at Michigan. Uh, eight Michigan State players are now suspended, and as Brett McMurphy said, 
Eight Michigan State players suspended, seven points scored against Michigan. <laughs> Isn't that the weakest thing ever? Like, you had 60 minutes out there to show that, that level of fight if you wanted to. I agree. God. Now, the videos that I've seen, I don't, I don't have any idea how the Michigan player got to where he was in the middle of all the Michigan State players. Have you seen? They, they, they go up the same tunnel, is that not yeah. right? At they go up State? the same tunnel, but... The videos that I've seen, he starts off like the video starts off where he's right there at the door of the Michigan State locker room. So I don't know, I don't know how he got there. You know, if he if he walked into that group, you know, talking trash to some of those guys, then you know, I'm not saying uh, they should have done it, but you kind of put yourself in that position, but uh, one more story before we hit a break here. Uh, Derek Mason, now the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, yeah. he was at Auburn last year, and I guess uh, he and Brian Harson were in a disagreement. Mm. And Derek Mason told Harson, "Quotes: I've been a head coach in this league longer than you have." And Harson replied, "Oh, you mean at Vanderbilt?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice! Wow! All right, very nice. That's good. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Keep hitting the text sign, 651-3439. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Need a doctor now? Not sure what kind of doctor you need? Just call 405-515-5000, Norman Regional's Community Call Center. From And if you've been injured, we'll help you with your property damage, your car, your bike, your truck, boat, whatever, absolutely free. So don't wait. Call or text West Yalagosny, 405-800-8080. It's 405-800-8080. West Yalagosny. We're different kind of lawyers. Um, we got a great chance to, again, a, a great opportunity to uh, you know, to have a really strong finish, and, it, and a lot of things got to go our way, and, and our guys got to uh, we got to be able to coach well and, and uh, continue to get better and improve uh, on the field. And but I I love the opportunity that's sitting in front of us right now, and uh, we're gonna have to continue to win the turnover margin and uh, you know be efficient in the red zone and continue to. To, to play well in the third and the fourth down uh, uh, phases. And certainly, again, uh, the kicking game will be a big part of it. But I, again, love how we're uh, continue to uh, execute on, on offense and, again, getting a little better on defense. And, and again, the kicking game is, is going really, really well. So, you know, for, for, you know, for us, you know, you know, every game there's something that's on the line. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about, you know, having a – you know, one game approach and, you know, going one or no this week. But, you know, we need to be who we are and believe in, in what this team is capable of doing. That's where it all starts and not let, you know, other people tell us, you know, who we are. There is a small snippet of Brent Venables at the press conference today. Definitely some optimism from the voice of uh, Brent Venables, as you can imagine, because I – I think coming out of that Iowa State game, maybe there was a light at the end of the tunnel that everyone started to see. Did you get that feeling? Like it felt like coming out of that Iowa State game, you looked at the remaining four games and said, huh, I mean, you, you could win out here. That's a likely possibility. So yeah. it, it just seems to be, you know, some much needed overall optimism surrounding the program after beating Kansas and Iowa State. Right. Yeah. No, I think so. Um, and now I don't think really very many people at all have a question of, is this team going to get to a bowl game? 
Two weeks ago today, absolutely. There was real concerns. Was this team going to make it to a bowl game? It, yeah, they're going to make it to a bowl game. Yeah, well. Though I did get one call in the postgame show saying, yeah, I'm still nervous about OU making a bowl game. I was like, really? You don't think they'll win one of their final four games left? feel pretty good about that, actually. Yeah, I I feel great about it. I guess anything could happen. I mean, if Dylan, if Dylan Gabriel plays in the final four games. Yes. I. Uh, we will at least win two of the four. That's the I see that as being the absolute minimum. But I still feel confident that we'll win all of the remaining. This games. week's the big one, and yeah. you know we're not talking as you know highly about Tech as we were last week because you still know Baylor really Baylor kind of replaced that team. Like we Tech's playing really well. That was kind of what we we're saying a week ago. Now it's kind of Baylor uh, that looks like they're starting to really hit their stride. But the point is, like, Tech is still going to be a, a really tough game. And I think West Virginia is definitely going to pose some challenges as well. Yep. But you, you get over the hump this weekend and beat Baylor, then you're, you're in really good shape. Yep, I agree. Do you care to do uh, player A, player B real quick? Uh, yeah, sure, yeah. Player A. Spencer Rattler. <laughs> is that one of them? It's a good guess. Player A, 72.3 completion percentage, 2,221 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, quarterback rating of 169.7. Nice. 441 yards rushing and 11 touchdowns. Dang. Who is this guy? Johnny Manziel, 2012 <laughs> Texas A&M. Final answer. Player B, 64.7% completion, but 2382 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns, a QB rating of 165.6, and on the ground, 249 yards rushing and three touchdowns. So player A has 31 total touchdowns. Player B has 27 total and touchdowns. And th- this is from this year? This is it, from this someone year. Someone in college football, two guys already have over 2,200 yards passing, yeah. and they've combined for that many touchdowns. Jeez, um, I'm going to guess the two players are Hendon Hooker and C.J. Stroud. Are those your two guys? Who's nope. throwing up numbers like this? Good guesses. Player A. Bo Nix. No way. Nuh-uh. Yep. He has 441 yards rushing. And 11 touchdowns. Oh, my God. He has 11 rushing touchdowns? Yeah. Player B. This We really weren't paying attention to them after the Georgia <laughs> loss. Dang. Player B, Caleb Williams. So, according to those stats... There ain't no chance you can give him the Heisman over Bo Nix. Oh, my gosh. I really thought that was like Hendon Hooker and C.J. Stroud, which, you know, maybe they're pretty close to those, but dang, dude. Yeah, Bo Nix has one of the highest completion percentages in the entire country at 72.3. Pretty incredible. No, he's having having his breakout year, man. Yep. Yep. But, you know, maybe he needs to – Calm down a little bit on the comments of, well, if we play Georgia now, that game would be a whole lot different. And maybe it would be, but you, you took your L, you're playing well now, just 
Yeah. Wait and see if you get another opportunity before you uh, clap back like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a that's a no that's a no comment on that one. Yeah. Um, Hinden Hooker's numbers are right there. He Hinden Hooker has one more uh, passing touchdown. And let's see. I don't know what he's done on the ground. It's pretty good, but I don't think it's 11 touchdowns good. Yeah. Hey, CBS, by the way, we got the uh, playoff rankings being released in about 30 minutes. The playoff rankings prediction by CBS, they've got Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Tennessee 3. I, I just think I think Tennessee and Georgia are going to be 1-2. They want to set up the first ever matchup in the playoff era where the number one and number two teams are playing yeah. uh, with the college football playoff rankings in the regular season, one versus two. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I think Georgia and Tennessee will be one and two. Ohio State three. They think TCU's going to be number four tonight. TCU four, Clemson Ooh. five, Michigan six, Alabama seven, Oregon eight, USC nine, UCLA at ten. Then Kansas State at 12, uh, Oklahoma State at 18, and that's it for well, notables. Here's the thing. I, I, whenever you look at the rankings, so far TCU has – they have a better resume than both Clemson and Michigan, right? Yeah, who's – well, Clemson beat a Syracuse team that was ranked high at the time, but then they lost to Notre Dame this past weekend. So that Syracuse win doesn't look as, as nice as it did before. And I think NC State has scuffled around a little bit as well. Yeah. Uh, Wake lost. Wake had like eight first-half turnovers against Louisville on Saturday yeah. in a loss. So Crazy. Clemson's Clemson had three wins that looked pretty good at the time, but they've all lost games since they played Clemson. Yep. So, that yeah, their resume doesn't look as good. Yep, 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 yep. I, I, they're eight. No, man, that's that's pretty impressive. Let's see. How does TCU schedule go down? They've got Tech this week. Then they've got Texas at Texas at Baylor, Iowa State. They've got three tough games to end the season. And you know, Tech. I, I would say that they handily win this game, but you know, West Virginia just gave them all they wanted. It doesn't take much to stumble in this conference right now. So, can they? You think they can finish it? Um. Yeah, I, I think I, I have a feeling their luck is about to run out here at some point, and yeah. I think it could end in Waco against Baylor. Yeah, I think they can. I think they'll. I think they'll beat Tech. What do you think about Texas? What's their record going to end up? I don't know why they're favored. Uh, at I Kansas State, I for the life of me, I don't get it. But you know, at the same time, I, I don't know why they were favored by a touchdown at Oklahoma State. We didn't understand that. So normally, when I'd see a line like this, I'd say, "All right, I'm not even going to consider it because it looks too easy." Clearly, this is a trap. Um, Vegas knows what they're. But we, we saw this the last time Texas played a game, right? And it was a completely flawed line. I think that this is another flawed line. I think they'll lose to Kansas State. I think they lose to TCU. Um, who else did they have remaining? They still they got to go to Kansas. I don't think that that's going to be. E- I think Texas loses two to three more games. Yeah, you know, here's here's the thing. They are um, they're three and two in conference. They beat West Virginia. They beat Oklahoma without their quarterback, and they beat Iowa State. And should have lost to Iowa State. Yeah. They lost to Oklahoma State, and they lost to Tech. Like, there's 
Texas is a total middle tier team in the conference. They can they can lose to anyone left on their schedule without a doubt. Well, and here's the thing that you got to consider too with this line or even picking this game. You have no idea what type of response Texas is going to have after losing their third game and coming off a bye week against Oklahoma State. Like most of the time you would think, all right, well they got a bye week to get healthy. You know, maybe they're refocused a little bit for the stretch run. Maybe you're about to get the best version of Texas out of the bye week. I tend to think that they've lost their third game this year, and there could have been a whole lot of throw in the towel uh, throughout the past two weeks. You know, I see. And and we talked about that before the year is once their goals are kind of off the table, how does this team respond? Because last year they completely cratered, and we've seen in years before that they completely cratered. I just don't trust Texas to come out of a bye week and look like the best version of them. So I, I just. I think Kansas State rolls, man. Yep. I agree. Their their final four games of the season are not what you would want to see. They're not what you would like to schedule for the, the final stretch run. And I think it is totally within reason that, you know, Texas is another six and six season. Yep. Six and six. I mean, maybe probably seven and I mean I don't even know if I'd say probably seven and five let's see how Kansas looks uh after they've regrouped a little bit do they get Jalen Daniels back uh what's the response going to be if Sarkeesian has a seven and five or six and six season he'll be safe because of Arch in this recruiting class he won't get fired um Texas is a two and a half point favorite at Kansas State they're a six point favorite at home against TCU the following week What is wrong with Vegas and Texas? I I have no idea. Maybe that OU win and that Alabama close loss. I I have no idea. It's the strangest thing. Yeah, A&M had a close loss to Alabama, too. All right, (laughs) quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Need a doctor now? Not sure what kind of doctor you need? Just call 405-515-5000, Norman Regional's Community Call Center. From 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, 405-515-5000, and a live person will match you with a provider that best fits your needs. Norman Regional has 17 primary care clinics throughout South Central Oklahoma, providing you with quality care close to home. Whether you need a wellness visit, a physical, sick care, or management of chronic conditions, just call 405-515-5000. Every three hours, somebody is hit by a train in the United States. Many of these incidents involve new drivers. A train hitting your car would be like this hammer hitting a full can of soda. What? Great for the entire family. 550 24th Avenue Northwest or visit SoonerBowl.com. A champion dreams of things that have yet to be achieved and believes they are possible. It's the same with a successful small business owner. First Liberty Bank can help you achieve your dreams for your business. For all of your business banking needs, call Lydell at 405-561-0300 or visit us at the corner of 24th Avenue Northwest and Tecumseh Road in Norman. Bank like a champion today at First Liberty Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
Swing into autumn at the falls. We have units available now just in time to get settled before it gets chilly. Have a great workout indoors at our 24-hour fitness studio or enjoy the fall weather at one of our two dog parks. The Falls offers luxurious two and three bedroom apartments with in-unit laundry hookups, stainless steel appliances, huge walk-in closets, and more. Call our locally owned and operated community at 405-701-8233 or go online today at thefallsatbrookhaven.com to schedule your free tour. Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change. And generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Thank you very much, Brad. Everybody's been wondering, Coach, the last two years you've come over to win. Do you have Oklahoma's number? What do you know about this team that nobody else knows? Well, I don't put much stock in having their number. I know this. Our guys can't wait to play this ball game. It's going to be great. In a big game like this, there's a lot of emotion. Do you control it, Coach, to avoid mistakes, or you just let them go with it? It has to be called control at points, but most of the time, let her rip. Okay, guys. 19 years ago today, that happened in Norman. Les Miles said, let her rip, and number one OU opened up a can on the Cowboys in Norman. 52-9, the final score. Wasn't there a uh, trick play in that game that scored a touchdown in the north end zone? Mark Clayton, Mark Bradley, I think, uh, had a touchdown pass. Maybe. I don't. Yeah, is I that, that the happened. one like he kind of threw it on the run? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The game was in hand, but it was one of those like, yeah, you know, let's let's tack one on here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but there's not another opposing coach in my lifetime that angered OU fans more than 2003, 2004, like that era of Les Miles at Oklahoma State. I don't know if I've seen another opposing coach get under OU fan skin like like that guy did. Oh, yeah. and, and I today, I, even people today still are like, yeah, less in the way you wore his dorky hat. What a clown he was. <laughs> uh, I, I looked up the stats because I went I wanted to see like wh- like what the statistics looked like in that Oklahoma State game. Um, and, and that game sparked a a three game run where we outscored our opponents 170 to 12. We outgained them 1,449 yards to 398. Nice. They, uh, o- over three games, the defense defended 169 plays for an average of 2.3 yards per play over three games. It's pretty incredible. So those three games were OSU, AM, mm-hmm. and Baylor. Baylor. So you did not give up an offensive touchdown to Oklahoma State. You didn't give up any touchdowns to A&M. How many points did Baylor score? Three. So you gave up zero defensive touchdowns Touchdowns. in that three-week span. That's nuts, man. Wow. Yeah. Gave up 161 yards to Oklahoma State, 54 to A&M, and 183 to 
to Baylor. That was a great day, man. One of my favorite days awesome. at Owen Field, that 03 Bedlam game. And um, thank you, Les Miles. You made it a whole lot more special for uh, a lot of OU fans. Yeah. It was not only what he said fun, that man. day, but what he said uh, before the week. I think it was maybe on like his radio show. Maybe it was his press conference. Two teams are going to play on Saturday. One is probably the best team in the country, and the other is a darn good football team. We're going to play and find out which is which. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Good stuff. That was a lot of fun, and I think the environment is going to be like that at this year's. Uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma State football game at home, and I think the I think um, against uh, Baylor it could be a, a really good environment at home. Well, this I, week I, I too. think they're going to be two different environments potentially. Like, I think the Baylor crowd, it's going to be li- like it's a two o'clock game that'll help you know butts and seats actually. What do you think about the ESPN Plus? I thought it was thing. a middle finger when I saw it on Saturday, but that's just me. I, I guess it's a – but it's not the, – the conference doesn't decide that. It, I it mean, still is, like, weird. Like, the two teams that were picked to play in the conference championship game are playing on ESPN+. Plus. So, I guess – Maybe it wasn't a middle finger, but it was like, oh, wow, okay. I guess what's interesting is um, – you know, they delayed the announcement of what time the game was going to be. I, I'm guessing they were trying to make a decision between like, what all games were going to be on what networks, right? Like, I don't know. I guess West Virginia, Iowa State's on ESPN Plus as well. Big Big 12 ESPN Plus and then... I mean, but you can understand West Virginia and Iowa State playing an ESPN Plus game. And I know OU struggled this year, but they're starting to figure it out. And and it's OU. Like, the fact that OU's playing a conference game on ESPN Plus is very surprising to me. I agree. But the the two atmospheres, I think, are going to be different. I think you're going to hear, like, a loud – you know, it's going to be a good crowd on Baylor. There will be a lot more hate in the air for the Oklahoma State game Oh, yeah. So both will be good atmospheres, but I think they'll be a little bit different. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. What you you said thirty one twenty thirty one twenty seven yeah. is my early week feel. Huh. Let's see. Early week feel thirty one twenty seven. Uh, two nine. You doing like math on the fly here? I think there's a lot of silence from you. Dead air. Oh man. What are yeah. you trying to calculate that's taking this what, much How stocks? many points we give up to Baylor? <laughs> You're having to think this long and hard yeah. about how many points it's going to be? I made it pretty easy. 31-27. I think, I think it is – man, I, th- we're, I, I think we're going to score a lot of points on them. Thirty-one. I would take 31-27. Do I, do I need to ask you on Thursday? Uh, it s- seems like this is taking a lot of thought I to think, come up with the final score. I think I'm going – 38-27. Dang, you got to, like, okay. 38-27 against this yeah. Baylor team. Jeez. What's wrong with that? That's I, the same score as you, except there's a maybe a late touchdown to seal it. Uh, there, that, that could look a lot different than my score. 38-27. Dang, they ball out on Saturday. I don't have an issue with it. I would, I would love for that to be the final score. But, okay, Mr. Aggressive. Sunshine Pumper Layman picking a win by double digits. You know, I really, I honestly, 
I want to pick us to play better defensively than to give up 27. I think we can I think we can hold Baylor my that's my early week feel but I I I may change that later to where we give up less points. Well, you have to factor in if there's going to be some third and longs. Third and longs equals first downs. And for for as much progress as this defense has made, or at least that I think that they've made, yeah. third and longs is still a real issue. That that is the one thing that has not improved with the defense. Yeah, and it's the thing that drives everyone uh, absolutely crazy the most. Sure, is their inability to get off the field on those long third downs. No, I understand it. I understand it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush. Coming up, we've got the final segment next here in studio. Stay tuned. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here. On your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network. Hey Sooners, did you know you can use your IRA or 401k to support OU while seeking above average returns? Boyd Street Ventures supports OU in Oklahoma by creating economic opportunities for students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Boyd Street Ventures invests in innovative startups by providing initial investments, strategic guidance, operational support, and help in raising additional capital to launch a company. Boyd Street Ventures can help you through the process of Sooners empowering Sooners and investing in OU innovation. For more info, go to BoydStreetVentures.com. Hey Sooner fans, come find your next dream home here at Titan Factory Direct, the number one retailer in Oklahoma, with homes starting as low as $59.9. We have a wide variety of floor plans and prices that can't be beat. And for a limited time only, our factory has agreed to build a three or four bed, two bath version of our most popular 28 by 56 double wide for only $99.9. That includes our delivery and setup, central heat and air, and standard champion 10 year structural warranty and seven year protection plan. Come by and ask for Joe to see and I'll make you a deal that can't be beat. Boomer Sooner. Every three hours, somebody is hit by a train in the United States. Many of these incidents involve new drivers. A train hitting your car would be like this hammer hitting a full can of soda. What? Actually, Tommy, a train hitting your car would be like a car crushing a soda can with you and all your passengers inside. Pay attention to crossing signs and warning signals and always expect the train at any railroad crossing. Go check out our full video and enter to win prizes at oli.org slash drivesafe. You're simply the best. Beats and Bites is back at Riverwind. And this time it's for Bedlam, presented by Phillips 66. So don't miss the Eli Young Band. And special guest Wade Bowen. Plus all of your favorite food trucks. The night before Bedlam, November 18th. Tickets are just $5 at Riverwind.com or at the box office. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out, because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. (laughs) Do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container, because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. 
Electric cooperatives don't just generate power, they generate ideas. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, we never stop thinking of ways to help everyone become more energy efficient. We invest our resources in technologies that build a brighter tomorrow for all Oklahomans, like our addition of Norman's first solar farm, the OEC Solar Garden. We pride ourselves in finding and creating solutions for today and tomorrow. Your trusted energy advisor, Oklahoma Electric Cooperative. At VA, veterans receive world-class health care and are treated with respect and dignity. Women veterans receive specialized care for their unique needs. Veterans with PTSD experience life-saving therapies. Paralyzed veterans access new technologies to improve mobility. Whole health is changing primary and specialty care at VA. For the care, respect, and compassion veterans deserve, choose VA. Visit choose.va.gov. Hey, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Matthew. Oh, oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Are you looking out the back window and you see missing panels on your fence? Perhaps your fence is leaning over or being held up by a 2x4. It's time to call Van Hoos Fence, the metro area's premier residential and commercial fence company. Van Hoos delivers professional craftsmanship at an affordable price. From custom orders to prefabricated products, Van Hoos does it all. Call them today, 405-735-1167 or see their work on vhfence.com. All right, final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Tuesday. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing to the final hour. Uh, apologies for not getting to this text. A lot of people are wanting to know if Eric Gray is going to be available on Saturday. He did get injured in the Iowa State game. He came back in the game. Nobody asked Brent Venables yeah. about it. He didn't bring it up. I, I would think that Eric Gray is going to play on Saturday after He's, going back in the game. He scored the final touchdown of the football game. Yeah, they ran the Wildcat with him. Yeah. He likes that Wildcat formation with him in there. They so they run it more I, around the goal line. I would I would expect um, Eric Gray to play in the football game. I would expect uh, Billy Bauman to continue to uh, expand his snap count. Maybe even he takes back over as a starter and plays uh, most or all of the snaps. Um, Huge. Isaiah Coe, I think, will be back. Um, I guess he, what, broke a finger and it went through the skin? Ugh. 